Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. Roadway expansion and economic development along Broadway Boulevard. That's our focus this week. The new year brings new construction to Tucson. The city will break ground on the Broadway expansion from Euclid to Country Club, taking the gateway to downtown from four to six lanes. City planners started talking about Broadway widening in the 1980s, but Tucson voters didn't approve it until 2006 when the project was on the ballot as part of the Regional Transportation Authority, or RTA. The project has the support of economic development interests, but AZPM business reporter Jake Steinberg tells us many residents and local businesses have a different view. Buildings have been disappearing along Broadway Boulevard for years. Demolition after demolition, neighbors have come to anticipate the vacant lots that follow the appearance of a chain-link fence. But one block of buildings has a different fate. We're on Broadway between Cherry and Warren. Michael Becker is an architect for Swaim Associates. There are seven bungalows um, from basically the 1920s that uh, were in the process of moving out of the way of the Broadway widening project. The plan is to jack up the houses on steel beams and wheel them out of the way of construction. I think the new curb is essentially somewhere around here, so at least about a third into all the buildings. Really? So there is, basically, we have no choice. If Runeweaver were not moving these buildings, they would have all been demolished already. I mean, we're standing about 10 to 15 feet from the, from the current Broadway. It's really going to get pushed back yeah. all this way. They're adding uh, two lanes in addition to bike lanes. The bungalows will be moved in time for construction to start early next year. The plan is to one day turn them into cafes and art spaces. But to understand why Rio Nuevo would spend two million taxpayer dollars to move seven houses, you have to know how we got here. Plans for the Broadway widening project go back to at least the 1980s. Here's an excerpt from Arizona Illustrated in 1987. They say it's a 20-year plan that could well take that long to implement. One major reason is that they have no idea where the money will come from. Without additional funding, we probably wouldn't do anything. So what happens to all your work and all your plans and the nine alternatives now? We put them on the shelf. Those plans stayed on the shelf until 2006. That's when it appeared on the Regional Transportation Authority's list of projects. Tucson voters approved the RTA plan, funded by a half-cent sales tax. City traffic projections done before then predicted Broadway would see much more traffic in the coming decades. The original project called for widening the road between Euclid and Country Club from its current five-lane configuration to eight lanes. And in order to do that, they would wipe out the whole of the north side of the street. So it was about 100 businesses. In response to the project, Margot Garcia helped form a group known as the Broadway Coalition. She's a retired professor of urban planning. A group of us got together who believed in keeping Broadway a, th a thriving, uh, vibrant community. And we didn't want it to become, as some people call, a transportation sewer, where you just stick cars in one end and they spit out at the other end. Of the project's total $71 million budget, more money went towards buying and demolishing buildings than is planned for the road construction itself. Colby Henley lives in Rincon Heights, between Broadway and the university. He says the corridor had been deteriorating for years before the demolitions, ever since the widening became a possibility. And so what that has done has created kind of a disincentive for those businesses to invest in their properties, to do upkeep, to do upgrades, 
that kind of feeds that narrative that it's a rundown area and it's okay to tear it down and start over. Rincon Heights is a historic district, known for the mid-century modern buildings that line Broadway, but now sit vacant. The project was slated to pave them over. The eight-lane plan was scaled down to six lanes in 2014, but Henley says not much else changed. He was a member of the Citizens Task Force, a group convened by the city to give residents a voice in the process. Because it was on the RTA ballot, um, there was the constant message that we couldn't change anything. And so even though we were invited to the table, there was also the message of, I think it kind of felt like we, we were invited to pick the landscaping and the colors, but basically don't touch anything else. It wasn't just the number of lanes that angered residents. It was the whole concept of investing in more space for cars when other cities are prioritizing pedestrians, biking, and transit. The task force asked for a bus-only lane and also pushed to extend the streetcar down Broadway. And then really the, the bigger question, though, is should we be building roads based on traffic projections? And we wanted to flip that on its head and say, instead of asking that question, we should ask, what, what do we want this street to be and build it for that? And that's kind of where the transit component came in and said, we all talk about we want this to be a walkable, vibrant retail corridor. Um, and that's, that's a challenge when you've got six lanes of high-speed traffic going along. And so how do we salvage kind of this big expanse of asphalt and make it something that's um, vibrant for our community and, and actually enhances the quality of life instead of degrades it? Despite neighbors' wishes, when the city council approved the final design in 2016, the project remained a boulevard designed primarily for cars. Many of the same buildings that popped up along Broadway in the 50s to serve the growing car culture were now going to be destroyed by it. Then Rio Nuevo stepped in. The Economic Development District announced plans to preserve three historic blocks and attract businesses to them. Since the widening will lop off a lot of the parking spaces, Rio Nuevo is working with the city to develop a special district where developers can get around parking requirements, similar to 4th Avenue and downtown. Like in those areas, the idea is to get businesses to instead rely on transit and pedestrian traffic. The effort has been branded the Sunshine Mile, which harkens back to a name for Broadway when it was booming in the 50s. Rio Nuevo's plans are generally celebrated by the neighborhoods. But to some, the fact that they're talking about pedestrian public spaces in the same place the city is expanding a high-speed boulevard demonstrates a process that has failed. I'm really glad Rio Nuevo is stepping forward and trying to salvage and enhance and go forward building up those three blocks. I think part of the discussion has to be how we got here in the first place. That's Les Pierce. P-I-E-R-C-E -E is in piercing scream. She's the president of the Arroyo Chico Neighborhood Association, south of Broadway. She holds her neighborhood meetings on a bench near the Arroyo. That's where she told me that she takes issue with the logic that led to the widening, that because voters approved it, it had to be done. And I appreciate that. If someone says you're going to do it, either do it or give me a good reason why not. So I agree. But on the other hand, that would also require, I would think, looking at the current conditions on the ground and seeing, is this project still necessary? That gets to the heart of why there's so much frustration over this project. Throughout the process, people were saying adding lanes isn't necessary today. Those traffic projections that spawned the idea to widen the road, they were done decades ago, and they largely overestimated the number of cars that would be on Broadway. City documents say the number of cars on the road in 2010 when the project was getting started was roughly the same as it was in the mid-80s. 
Widening the road will shorten commutes, but barely. According to the project's design report, the six-lane plan will decrease eastbound rush hour travel time by about six seconds. Pierce says she's disappointed the RTA didn't build in a process to reassess projects when they come up. Conditions on the grounds change, and we need to be nimble enough to adjust to it and not be locked into some dogma that someone wrote 10 years ago and then inflicted on a city because, oh, we said we would. Like, well, okay, if I say I'm going to marry you next year and over the next year I kill your dog, wrap your tree around a light pole and burn your house down, and they say, come on, honey, let's go to the JP, you're going to say, oh, no, 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 no. In the intervening years since you made that promise, there have been some serious changes on the ground. We need to look at that promise and adjust it accordingly. The city says the completed project will be prepared to handle more cars envisioned by recent traffic projections. The roadway is designed to be safer because of a median that will limit left turns. There will also be public art and improved pedestrian crossings. But at the end of the day, many residents felt ignored where it would have made the biggest difference. Here's Margot Garcia with the Broadway Coalition. They spent two and a half million dollars on citizen participation, which was essentially for nothing. And it makes it harder the next time you want to do a road. Why would people do that? Why would people spend their time? It's devastating to the city as a whole. Garcia says she sees one good outcome from all this, and that's that people talk much more about designing roads for all forms of transportation than they used to. She says without the Broadway project, there may not be a Living Streets Alliance or Complete Streets policy. For The Buzz, I'm Jake Steinberg. Much of the criticism of the Broadway widening project is directed at the city. Data from Tucson show that traffic along Broadway was roughly the same in 1986 and 2010. Greg Orsini is the Broadway engineering project manager for the Tucson Department of Transportation. He says that information did not change the motivation to do the project. So the Broadway Euclid to Country Club project is a part of the year 2006 voter-approved regional transportation authority plan. Um, it's been a part of that program and has been going ever since. So there was the uh, planning efforts and then the design efforts, and now we're ready to start construction. The original plan was eight lanes, and we've dropped down to six. How come the change down to six? It's my understanding in the past, uh, it was voter approved as an eight lane facility with two lanes dedicated specifically to transit. And uh, due to constituent concern, uh, the city of Tucson reevaluated that. And in the year 2015, the mayor and council at that time approved a uh, more baseline alignment that actually narrowed it to a six lane facility from an eight lane facility. How hard is it when you're planning a road to be flexible and to plan for flexibility, potential flexibility in the future? It's an interesting process because the planning and design is for a project like Broadway. It, it took many years to get to this point and get through the design. So, you know, we take in a lot of public input to reach the point we're at. But now that we're here, we're ready to construct and um, once you have your roadway built, you know, any any changes within the existing roadway prism, they're generally not too difficult to accomplish. It's when you kind of go beyond the curbs. How do you fold in the opposition? You know, when, when there are all the public comments and public groups, how much influence do they have? You know, they do have some, Christopher. Like you said, with every project, there is 
opposition and their support. And this is definitely a project that had vocal folks on both sides. And so that's why, that's part of the reason the planning and design for a project like this does take quite a few years. Um, they had a citizens task force during the planning phase and their input was taken in and we uh, continue to have input through the design phase. We had public open houses at the uh, 60, 90, and 100 uh, percent levels of design. So we we definitely try to accommodate for citizen input and because they're the end users here, so they need to be comfortable with what we're putting in, of course. So it's it's of course a delicate balance, but we try to put in a roadway that you know everyone will like. And of course, you can't get every single person happy, but we're trying to get the vast majority of them, that's for sure. When we talked to the Citizens Task Force, we heard a lot about the desire for dedicated transit lanes and and preserving some of the historic structures along the Broadway corridor. How were those elements taken into account? Yeah, so the buildings of historical significance are a very important component of this area. Um, the mid-century modern architecture is such a important piece and characteristic of the area so that's a big reason the roadway uh, went from an eight-lane facility to a six-lane facility we're trying to minimize the impact to historical buildings and so we really have an interesting alignment it's about as narrow as it can be for being a six-lane facility and really that was to save historical buildings will it still have a dedicated transit lane, you know, one on each side instead of probably two with the eight lane? No, it will not have a dedicated transit lane. But having the six lane facility, that is something that could be analyzed in the future based on the traffic volumes. Analyze it in the future, would you then potentially expand to eight lanes and make that extra transit lane or would it be realignment or or how would that work? I'm not sure on that. I don't know how future funding sources could potentially look. I think uh, depending on how the traffic volumes are, there could be consideration to making the outer two lanes transit-specific lanes. Um, that's all kind of to be seen. I remember when the, the streetcar was being built, one of the big problems was moving the utilities so that the, the streetcar tracks could go in and and cable companies and everybody could get to their infrastructure. Is that part of the the Broadway widening project? So if in the future the mayor and council decide, you know what, we want those transit lanes, we don't have to move utilities then, um, or is that just a future issue? So the the utilities wouldn't be in conflict if we were to use the outer two lanes for streetcar lanes. If the roadway was to be widened again from a six-lane to an eight-lane facility, then there may be utility impacts. Since this project was approved in, in so long ago, it seems like, by the voters, any concerns that this is now out of date with because the voters approved something at a different time? Tucson was a different place in 2006. No, I think the improvements we're putting in will, uh, will really suffice for the future condition and it's going to be a great improvement for all roadway users, you know, not just the motorists, but also bicyclists and pedestrians as well. In the area of bicyclists and pedestrians, what what will some of the improvements be for them? So on the roadway itself, we'll have uh, bike lanes and we'll actually have um, what we call a buffered bike lane 
basically between the travel lane and the bicycle lane, there's a two foot buffer space. And so we actually have seven feet of area accommodated for bicyclists. So that's rather ample for such a low speed roadway. Um, and then of course we have four Hawk crossings. Uh, that's a high intensity activated crosswalk. Basically it's a hot button actuated crosswalk and three of the four uh, Hawk crossings on this project are bike hawks. So they have additional bike amenities such as the green thermoplastic that directs them and they have their own dedicated push button so they don't need to dismount their bike to use the hawk. So it's pretty neat. All right. Thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. That was Broadway Widening Engineer Project Manager Greg Orsini. You're listening to The Buzz. This week we're talking about the Broadway Widening Project and a companion project called the Sunshine Mile. Say Rio Nuevo and most people think of downtown redevelopment. But when the plan was written in 1999, it included the stretch of Broadway from Euclid to Country Club, and with that, plans to improve economic development along the Sunshine Mile were born. Rio Nuevo Chair Fletcher McCusker says an extension granted by the state legislature two years ago let Rio Nuevo expand its focus from downtown to Broadway. Time helped us a lot because uh, historically Rio Nuevo would sunset in 2025. So we got a 10-year extension to 2035. We otherwise probably wouldn't have the time nor the money to do some of the projects that we've currently engaged in. And, and the Sunshine Mile is certainly one of those. The Sunshine Mile, we talk about it all the time. People throw that around. But for those who aren't familiar, what specifically is the Sunshine Mile? The Sunshine Mile was designated the Sunshine Mile back in the 40s and 50s. It was literally the first drive-to strip mall in the city of Tucson. So uh, some of those buildings date back to the 1930s. And it was a destination, shopping retail destination, and it was nicknamed the Sunshine Mile. That's been dormant for most of the time as people just whizzed by. Uh, but as we began to think about how to brand it, uh, most people remembered and suggested the Sunshine Mile. So what's Rio Nuevo's vision for the Sunshine Mile? If you've been to Palm Springs or you know Laguna Beach or Dana Point, it's going to be shopping, retail, small boutique, cafe-like environments, uh, funky retail. And we're going to run an open-wheel trolley from downtown to Elkhorn Mall and stop at the various places along the route. So uh, hip is the word we're we're shooting for. So You mentioned an open-wheel trolley. Is this the, the first beginning of the expansion of the streetcar, possibly? Well, that's very expensive. That's $50 million a mile. So I don't think in our lifetime you and I will see light rail going to Elkhorn or to the airport, which has always been the fantasy. But, but you know, we can certainly offer uh, an open-wheel alternative to that and make it fun, you know, places. The biggest challenge we're going to have after the widening is going to be parking. So we've got to think creatively about how to move people up and down that two-mile stretch. You mentioned earlier uh, spending money on the Sunshine Mile and, and Broadway and all of those projects. How much is being spent out of Rio Nuevo for those? We'll spend in the neighborhood of about $2 million dollars. Um, I can't tell you the exact amount, but Rio Nuevo didn't acquire those properties. So all of those properties were acquired using RTA money. So the biggest chunk of money, millions of dollars, went into the acquisition of the parcels. Uh, they've been titled over to us, so we, you know, we basically inherited those properties at no cost. Uh, we're doing a lot of the site prep. We're relocating the bungalows. 
uh, we've brought in the project for public spaces from New York. And then typical with Rio Nuevo, we'll invite development partners to come in with us. And the lion's share of the money will come from the private sector. The properties that Rio Nuevo inherited on Broadway, will you keep those or will they be sold eventually to the developers or somebody else? Uh, We're going to keep them probably till we sunset. Uh, Our objective there is to create sales tax. That's really the Rio Nuevo mandate. So our hope is that they all become food, beverage, retail. They all contribute to the sales tax base. Uh, we get 50%, remember, of that sales tax. So we're investing really in ourselves. And, you know, it uh, serves us to keep them in our name as long as we can. You also mentioned the widening of Broadway and how the RTA purchased a lot of the properties in, in question originally. The widening was approved years ago and is just getting going. Is it still compatible with what Rio Nuevo wants to do on the Sunshine Mile? We never had a dog in that hunt. We stayed out of the, it was quite vitriolic, uh, the you know history of the widening, uh, particularly the historical preservation people really objected to it. And a lot of the residents were wondering, why are we widening the street? So we, we just stayed out of that fight. Eventually, it was approved. And, you know, the RTA argument is the voters approve this. We're going to we're going to fulfill that project. In the process, about 40 properties would have been torn down because they basically are stripping away the frontage. Uh, all of those storefronts now can park in front of their stores. That will become the new Broadway. Uh, so the city was going to condemn them, acquire them, and demolish them. Uh, so we stepped in and said, look, why don't you, if you're going to tear them down, why don't you instead give them to us? We'll activate them as retail. Uh, And the swing for us and the state is about $5 million a year of new tax dollars. And so parking will then be behind, but then also the open-wheel trolley to help people get there. Right. We're going to be really creative about parking. We're looking for adjacent parcels, shared parking. Uh, We're going to activate the alleys so people can access the back of these properties. And we're going to increase public transportation. We're talking with Fletcher McCusker with Rio Nuevo. Rio Nuevo recently put on its website that it had cleaned up the street-facing facades of some of the properties it owns. How did you all clean them up? If you drive by there now, it, you might actually be tempted to stop in there. So, the Which archi- is a good thing. The Architectural Association wanted to hold an open house and just to demonstrate to people what the properties might be capable of. Moreover, what they might have looked like in the 50s. So uh, we spent a few dollars basically in painting, uh, putting signage back up in the windows, and pretending that they were stores. Uh, And they were indeed open for a few days. They had kind of a walkthrough event uh, in combination with, you know, other events up and down Broadway. A lot of talk in the community, as, as you have mentioned, about saving those historic buildings. Why do you think it's so important? Why do people want to save those buildings on Broadway? We've been pretty bad historically about saving uh, our legacy properties. The Tucson Convention Center was, you know, the worst example of that. That was part of the original barrio, and it was literally torn down in the name of urban renewal. So we lost a lot of 19th century properties. Most of those properties were built in the 1920s to 1950s. So they are indeed historic, but moreover, they're designed by many of our most famous architects. Uh, So, you know, the community, particularly those that know the history of these properties, really wanted to see them saved. 
When we talk about Sunshine Mile and Broadway, we often hear about the Broadway Overlay District. A lot of people don't know what it is. So what is it and why is it important for this whole project? Well, as we inherited these these properties, they're on really three distinct separate blocks. We began to talk to the city about the zoning changes that were going to be required for our 40 parcels. And ultimately, the city invited us to look at the zoning overlay for the entire two-mile section. So Rio Nuevo volunteered to write the zoning overlay from Country Club to Euclid. And we should present that to the city in the early spring. And it will encourage uh, development and historical preservation and unique kind of uh, retail all the way from Country Club now to Euclid. Overlays are voluntary, so the existing zoning stays intact, but the overlay will provide incentives for someone who may want to do something with limited parking or restore a historical building. The Buzz recently did a show on pedestrian fatalities in Tucson, and, and one of the things was wide roads, fast roads aren't good for pedestrians. Do you expect your vision for a walkable, transit-oriented Broadway could be hampered by the widening, and how do these two things mix? You're right. It's going to be a fast street, and we're not responsible for the pedestrian crosswalks. So we've made a lot of suggestions to the city about uh, hawk crosswalks and other kinds of things that could slow traffic down to make the crossing more visible. Uh, There are opportunities to build a bridgeway or two so people can cross back and forth. We're looking at closing a couple of streets, side streets, that may make it more walkable, and of course activating the alleys. So the hope is you're not walking up and down and across Broadway, but you're approaching these buildings from the the rear with an active alley that could include bike and scooter paths and parking in the rear. So that's what the overlay will look like when we present it to the city council. When you do the open wheel trolley uh, to help get people down there because of the parking issues, are you also working with SunTran to talk about getting more buses or changing some busing routes to to help get people from other areas in there or tying the two together? SunTran's very excited about what we're doing. They love the open trolley idea. There's some historical buses, I understand, you know, around from the 40s that they're looking at maybe restoring and actually using those. So I think you'll see a really unique uh, public transportation alternative for Tucson from El to downtown. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thanks. Happy to be here. That was Rio Nuevo Chairman Fletcher McCusker. And that's the buzz for this week. Ariana Brocious is the show's producer and editor. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Andrea Kelly is the news director. And our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.